Okay. So Cap was frozen from like 45 to let's say 2010. Okay. That sounds about right. Everybody's making recommendations of what he needs to to watch or listen to. What's yours? What what what's the thing he needs to to observe? Oh, geez. You put me on the spot there. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. I mean, do you tell him something to help him understand the world? Oh, no. You tell him to watch uh, The Daily Show with Jon Stewart and break his brain. <laughs> I love it. Yep. I love it. I was going to tell him to watch The Real World so he could understand what was wrong with The Real World. but You mean that reality show? Yeah, or? the thing that broke uh, America. No, that wasn't the first reality show. Did you look it up? No, it's a common knowledge. That's, that's I don't think that was the first reality show. Yeah, that's that's the beginning of the end. No. Yeah, it was the beginning of the end for MTV, and it was the beginning oh. of the end for TV as a whole. That can't be right. Oh, but that's horrible. That's that. See, I don't like him, but I don't like him that much. <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> I feel like, oh, yeah. Well, the real world was in the 1990s. Um, See, I was thinking Survivor and Big Brother. I thought Big Brother was the first one, mm. but that was in the early 2000s. It, so, yeah, the real world. And, and that was such trash. I didn't even watch five minutes of that yeah. ever. You want to hear his actual list? There's, you can find his actual list. Somebody jotted down his list for us. Just one page of it, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, the front page. Well, he was sure. adding to that page, so this yeah. is his list. Sure. I Love Lucy. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, it, absolutely. That's a really great show if he's feeling, you know, homesick. The Moon Landing. I mean, so what? Berlin Wall Up and Down. Yeah, again, so what? Steve Jobs, in parentheses, Apple. So they didn't see anything I didn't see. Disco. Just disco. Just disco. Thai food. Okay. Star Wars slash Star Trek. And Star Wars is class uh, scratched out. He's got yes, that one done. Exactly. Nirvana, the band. <laughs> Obviously. Rocky and Rocky 2 in, in, uh, with a question mark. Okay. And then the Falcon has him add Trouble Man the soundtrack. Which is not, because he said it has everything you missed in it, which is not even remotely true. No, not even remotely true, because... That's literally just one album that honestly, and I'm, I don't know if I'm going to get shit for this or not, but I've never heard of it. Sure. I mean, that's, that's he disco and grunge, but where's his hair bands? Like, yeah. he needs some, some Bon Jovi in there and some Poison. I mean, Metallica. You know what? I I had a a moment when uh, they were playing music. Um, it, when he was in the hospital, there he was playing that album, and I thought, you know, if it were me, the first thing I would say is, "What is this god awful noise?" <laughs> because remember, the music uh, that he's listening to. 
before he becomes um, a super soldier, right? Yeah. You remember uh, my Aunt Barbara's uh, birthday? Mm-hmm. Um, that is the music that was playing Certainly. when he left the world. And then you throw in, you th- to throw him in the middle of, of the 80s hair bands and his ears are going to bleed. <laughs> uh, my ears bleed. I, I know. Don't, I'm not going to disparage your hair bands or anything, but blech. Yeah, the poor dude. There's just, there's no catching up. There is no catching up. There really isn't. You need like, um, what's that TV show we used to watch on VH1 where they did the year in review? Oh, yeah. Um, well, it was best week ever, and then at the end of the year, they'd do best year ever. Yeah, if he did that, but that would only be like a snapshot, but he needs something like that for each decade. Yeah. But there's we don't even have history classes that are that in-depth. Encyclopedia Britannica used to do like the yearly updates to the encyclopedia. Maybe that would help. Uh, like maybe. You buy the cattle, the... I would definitely be doing something like that because he's going to be like um, like Castiel first come down from heaven and not understand yeah. references. Like there are phrases that have been words that have been invented since he was frozen that will make no sense to him. Especially if he's getting this information from the Internet. <laughs> well, I mean, we have essentially a whole new language um, in texting. Um, we're back to hieroglyphics again. Yeah. Um, poor dude. Poor dude. He's going to get eggplant invitations and, and think he's having dinner. Maybe he is. Bump, bump. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you. All right. I'm Jay. I'm Stacy. And this is Marvel Movie Night. This week for Marvel Movie Night, we watched 2014's Captain America colon, The Winter Soldier. You don't have to say colon. Well, how else will they know there's a colon there? They'll just know. Because in order to look it up earlier, I just typed in The Winter Soldier and it popped up. It's fine. PG-13 movie by Marvel Studios. Written by Christopher Marcus. Directed by Anthony Russo. Sure. And starring uh, Chris Evans, Samuel L. Jackson, Scarlett Johansson, Sebastian Stan, Anthony Mackie, and I'm going to throw Kobe Smulders in there because she's the best character in the whole movie. And then the holy crap, it's that guy uh, was uh, Robert Redford, Emily Van Camp from Revenge, and lots of other things. You've seen her face a lot. Danny Pudi from uh, Community. Abed! And um, I I kind of thought I recognized the voice, and then you just jumped out with Gary Sinise as the Smithsonian narrator, which is fitting. He's kind yeah. of like the soldier ambassador. Yeah, he's very pro-soldier. Um, so Gary Sinise, um, and that's it, really. I didn't see any, there weren't any, like, oh, shit guys in the background, or, uh, Danny Pudi, though, was, like, half a second. Uh, he was the comms tech. Um, 
and it like you saw him just long enough to be like, "Hey, look!" And then that was it. All right, that's it. That's everybody. So, uh, what did they spend on this movie? I don't think they spent as much on this movie. And let well see, no, that's wrong because, um, you know, Robert Redford costs a lot of money. Chris Evans is up in popularity, so I feel like his his pay went up. And Scarlett Johansson, Samuel L. Jackson probably always costs a crap ton of money. I'm gonna say, let's say 175 million. You are five million off. Damn. You're getting really good at 180. This. 170. 170. Yeah. Okay. Pulled in 95 opening weekend. I'm sorry. Say that again. Pulled in 95 million opening weekend. Oh, 95. Weekend. I thought you said 195. And I... <laughs> uh, Whoa. It grossed 260 domestic and 714 worldwide. Wow. It was in the theaters for 38 weeks and spent three of those at number one. You want to know something gross? What's that? I actually liked it. <laughs> what up? There yet. Shut up. <laughs> Who cares? We don't have to do everything in order all the time. You gotta you gotta release your sphincter. <laughs> so uh when it came out, it dislodged a movie I've never heard of called Noah. Okay. Sure. Uh the divergent movie was out at the time. Yeah, but I don't but those weren't as good as they should have been. Rio 2 came out while it was it was at number one. Oh, I didn't know they did another, a second one. So did uh, a Johnny Depp movie called Transcendence. Fuck that movie. <laughs> and it was finally unseated by The Other Woman, which I don't know if we watched when it came out, but we watched I it I can recently. tell you right now, you didn't watch it. You're allergic to movies where there's cheating. Uh, this Noah movie, which we have never watched, is obviously about Noah's Ark. Uh, it's got Emma Watson, Anthony Hopkins, Jennifer Con- uh, Connelly, and Russell Crowe as Noah. Oh. Yeah. Look at the, here's the picture. It's very dynamic. What a weird thing to say. Okay, <laughs> hold on. The other woman? The other woman, yeah. We we just watched this recently. Uh, chick finds out her husband's cheating on her, and she tries to be friends with the... Other woman. Turns out there's a third other woman. Oh, yeah. That's the one with Cameron Diaz. Yeah. And um, Kate Upton. Uh, that, that chick that everybody was really excited about because she's all skinny and has natural big boobs. Um, All I know about her is she's a model and she danced in that video that one time. <laughs> and uh, Leslie Mann, that who you won't know her name, but if you saw her face, you would know. Yeah. That uh, the funny lady. Yeah, that was a good movie. Uh, I didn't see that in the movie theater, but I've definitely watched it like four times. Now, when you said the title, I was thinking it was another one of those. Uh, what's that movie that I really like? You can't stand. Oh, uh, with Richard Gere. Yeah. Where she has the 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 hottest affair uh, that I've ever seen. Adultery on or. No, it's. Oh darn it. It's got Richard Gere, Diane Lane, that super hot freaking French dude. Oh, dang it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's you like this movie. movie? Yeah. Yeah. I'm ashamed to say. 
when I just I just watched it and let it happen to me and I liked it. Yeah. There wasn't a lot to complain about. I mean, because here's the problem. I've been indoctrinated now and I've I've had some of the Kool-Aid and some of the things that normally would bother the shit out of me, I'm getting used to, so now it just kind of flies by. <laughs> which is annoying as shit. You have no idea how annoying that is. It's like if I'm it just I don't know. I don't want to like any of these movies. That's why we're here. <laughs> I thought it was okay. It wasn't like top of the Marvel list for me, but it was no. It was decent. I mean, <laughs> I do tend to, I do tend to like Cap better in his movies than in the Avengers movies. Well, yeah, because he's um when he's interacting with a group, he's all goody two shoes and snotty and yeah. I'm going to smack the fucking shit out of him. And Widow was a good choice to pair with him here. I yeah, think. because she don't take any of his shit. Yeah. Um there was a real the really good interaction with them where he's like, "They didn't know things were supposed to go. You're supposed to be part of a team." And she's like, "Bitch, I'm a spy." Uh, we have priorities here. Fuck off. <laughs> I mean, that's not what she said, but that's sure as fuck what she meant. Um, and then, you know, when she was wrong, she said, yeah, okay, that one's on me. She knows. Yeah. But he's such a whiny little bitch. I mean, I don't <laughs> like him. He was better in this movie, but anytime he just, cause he's not a real soldier because a real soldier, a real leader would give orders and they would be listened to. This guy is not a soldier. He's not in charge of fucking anything. His rank is happy fun time USO girl rank. It doesn't mean anything. He is. He's a USO girl. I know that he went through some kind of basic training, but it wasn't like the same fucking basic training my grandpa went through. He's not a real soldier. Okay, to be fair. He's the equivalent of a private in whining the, that no one will listen to him. In the comics, he spent a lot more time in combat than what you saw. Sure, but we're talk I'm talking the about the movie. They also indicated in this movie mm -hmm. that 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 period of time he was with the howling, howling commandos. Commandos. Uh, was a lot longer than the brief scenes yes, but, we got on the Yes, but again, show me, don't tell me, because sure. if you just tell me, it didn't happen. I, if I didn't see it, it do, it doesn't fucking matter what you tell me, because I, unreliable narrators abound. Sure. Um. So if they wanted me to know that, they should have done a movie. Oh, fuck. I would be so excited about a movie set in that time where he's in charge of that group of dudes. And just just a straight up like a Saving like, Private Ryan. Yeah. Oh, I'd watch the shit yeah. out of that. Like a real movie. None of this bullshit kicking somebody in the shin and they flip sixteen times in the damn day or land on their heads and spin <laughs> and then stand up like nothing happened. I yeah, I'd watch the shit out of that. But but they like to tell you because somehow they're making gajillions of dollars and yet they can't find a good writer to save their damn lives. I don't know. I, I mean, nah. okay. Thor movies, all of them consistently, the thinnest plot you've ever seen. Yeah, but that's the comics are also very thin. Yes, but see, a good writer can take a basic storyline 
and turn it into a beautiful swan. Well, but there's also the a little bit of this is we're we're bringing the comics to life. So if the th- plots are a little thin in the comics consistently, then that's what oh, those so, stories are. So the one time they want to stick to the source material. They somewhat stick to it. No, you, you, you are the only thing I know about the comics, and you bitch about them all the time. Well, So don't give me that mess. While we're on that subject, let's go ahead and bitch about Sam Wilson. What's wrong with Sam Wilson? They, I mean, it's not really bitching. They modernized his story a lot. Okay, so let me just, we got mansplaining. So what do you call it when a man bitches? If it's not bitching, what is it? Whining, complaining. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not... Stomping your foot. I think the update is a successful update, and I'm not mad at it. Well, you would have to update it. Yeah. You, like, these uh, these movies are not set when the comic books are set, so they would have to update literally everything. Sure. So, 616 story time. Oh, yay. This is my favorite part. There's a story arc mm-hmm. where the Red Skull... Gets a hold of the cosmic cube and oh, switches God. bodies with Captain America. Freaky Friday comic book style. Absolutely. Sure. So Captain America is then transported to an island where uh, the Red Skull has exiled all of his enemies. Do you realize when you start talking about this stuff how ridiculous all of it sounds? Yes. Out of your mouth? Absolutely. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. So Captain America is exiled in the body of the Red Skull to this island. <laughs> Yep. Uh, in the Caribbean. Poor dude doesn't know what to do with himself now that he's ugly. He takes off the red s- skull mask and makes himself a fake face, but that's neither here nor there. So he's not allowed to be himself. Just that's the important point. He's exiled, but also not allowed to be himself. Yeah. He runs into a guy named Sam Wilson mm-hmm. who calls himself the Falcon mm-hmm. because he's a falconeer. Not because he's got wings, <laughs> because he can train falcons to do what he tells them to. Well, that's not cool. <laughs> Sam Wilson. Although, although, if he had a flock of falcons yeah, sure. to do his bidding, that would be way more badass than a mechanical wing that you can yank off like a moth. Sam Wilson, who's from Harlem, but came to this island to help liberate the people. Okay. Meets up with Captain America. Captain America talks him into uh, putting on a costume and being a hero. They, I'm sure that took a lot of talking into. Sure. They end up winning the fight. Cap gets his body back. And then the Falcon joins Captain America in his comics for several dozen issues. It's not just Captain America. It's Captain America and the Falcon. Okay. Shouldn't it be the Falconer? No, he's the Falcon. He eventually gets wings. As a matter of fact, T'Challa builds him some wings. Oy vey. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay, so um, people don't think Falconers are cool anymore. No. Uh, only because they've never seen one. And making him Wait. a soldier gives a reason for Cap and him to, to click. And their relationship I guess, at the beginning does- of this movie is great. Cap's personality should win him over no matter whether they have anything co- in common or not, shouldn't it? Fair enough. Oh, because he's special and adorable. 
I've got somebody else that I'm going to complain about later, but we'll complain when, when they show up. Ready to dive in? I guess. Okay. Let's do it. Um, Marvel opener, straight to the scene, you, the only scene you remembered from this movie. Yep. The jogging <laughs> on the mall. <laughs> because it's exactly the kind of snarky shit that's gotten me friends. This is... <laughs> I This... This is literally how I made my first friend at Fort Campbell. Um, trying to avoid someone I didn't know and running past them on the sidewalk. <laughs> on your left. On your left. <laughs> on your left. That's so funny. Um, so after their exercise, they're, they're bantering. Uh, pretty good. That's, I don't know if you know this or not, but it's called shit talk. They're shit talking each other. Yeah. Uh, in the way only soldiers do. No, that's not true. Well, this, this is a very soldiery scene. Sure. There, I mean, anytime you've got a group of people that work together like that, it, the shit talk happens. Yeah. I mean, I, it might be a uniquely dude thing to do. But but it's not just a uniquely soldiery thing to do. Okay. Um, but they they start bonding over their their common um, history, uh, and this is where we see Cap's list of stuff he's missed. Yeah. Uh, which is woefully uh, inadequate. Inadequate. Indeed. And then. Uh, Natasha shows up in a in a pretty car looking for the Smithsonian. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> she's here to pick up a fossil. Mm-hmm. Ba-dum-bum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It turns out pirates led by Batrock have captured a shield ship. Okay, now i got to ask you a question. Yes. You yelled at the TV over Batrock. Yeah. I... That is not the French way to pronounce that word. I don't know what it is, but I know it's not Batrock. <laughs> yeah, so Batrock comes from the 60s. Mm-hmm. And he's an incredibly, like, I don't, he is in, in a, a giant stereo, French stereotype. And I don't know if he's a wonderful stereotype or a horrible stereotype. Well, what are the French stereotypes? No, it's just the the bad language and the the he not bad language, the poor use of English. Like Oh, broken English. Yeah. And um Well, I mean that's just how people speak English when they don't really know English. His behaviors and methodologies, it's it's not Maybe that's just you being uh, Frenchist. I think it's Stan and the gang being Frenchist. <laughs> I, because I, I'm not hearing any stereotypes yet. Well, you, you just have to read the comics to. No, no, that's to not going to happen. Appreciate this. Yes, I, I feel like you could just tell me what I've only, stereotypes there are. I've only met him once or twice. Now it's just, it's his whole vibe. His whole vibe is awful Frenchman. Okay. Well, when I think of French, I don't have any, like, um, they have badass pastry. And horrible attitudes. Uh, well, They're arrogant and 
well, you know, I am married to a Frenchman and I can tell you that's not a stereotype that's just out of nowhere. You're terribly arrogant. <laughs> You're so full of yourself, Jay. <laughs> no, but like, you know, okay, so Americans think that French people are rude because Americans are loud, screamy assholes when they go yeah. to France. And who wouldn't have a bad attitude in the face of that? Sure. Just so you're so you're talking like the other day we were watching that movie and the and the French waiter was like, oh no, that was uh, in the a European vacation where dudes like in French says to Chevy Chase, your wife has huge tits and I'd like to motorboat them and, and he's just being rude. And, I mean, I guess, but you know, I don't know. You'll have to take me to France and let's find out if they're rude. Okay, and then we'll report back. On this captured ship is Agent Stitwell. S- Stillwell, I'm sorry. Jasper. It's, it's Sitwell. Jasper. Sitwell. Sitwell. Yes. Um, and so I'm a little concerned for him. Why? He he didn't look concerned for himself. No, he didn't. And what they do to him later is, makes me mad. So we'll save that conversation also. Sure. Um. So Cap's complaining to Natasha that he's tired of cleaning up Fury's messes all the time. That seemed out of place, that comment. Yeah. Because if you're... I'm confused about what his job is here. Because if he's working for S.H.I.E.L.D., then it's literally his job to do whatever uh, Nick Fury tells him. And as a soldier, we don't shit-talk the boss... In front of all of the the other soldiers. Yeah, no. That's a private conversation where you shit talk the boss. Yeah, between your peers. Yeah, but not everybody. Yeah. It was just out of place and and I didn't, I really didn't like it. Because also that kind of attitude is kind of anti-Captain America, really. A little bit, yeah. I it was really strange. He was upset that we were that Shield was violating international law, which does fit with Captain America. Yeah, but um Tell me again how they were violating international law. They had a ship that was uh in foreign waters without permission. Okay. And that's why it got kidnapped by pirates. I doubt that's why. Hijacked. I guess you don't kidnap a ship. No, you pirate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Cap jumps out of the the plane without a chute. Straight into the water. Mm-hmm. He's a show-off and a half, isn't he? He is. Also, uh, he's acting like a superhero. He's jumping out of planes and jumping out of several story buildings and stuff like he's Thor. And yeah. as I understood it, he's not he's, Thor. No, he's definitely not Thor. So how is he surviving? Because we know from Mythbusters that jumping out of a plane and landing in the water is not the soft, delicate landing you think it would be. It's like landing on cement. Yeah. So how is he um, uh, having impacts like that all the time and it's not I don't know. messing I mean, him up? He is, he is peak human. That doesn't no, I, no but I that care. that doesn't make him indestructible. Even the most in shape, healthy human being 
still can't jump two stories out of a, a building and land on their shoulder and then get up like nothing happened. Well, that scene, he landed on his shield. I don't care. A little bit different. No. The shield's got some... The shield absorbs the vibration from landing on the dirt? Yes. Okay, well, the shield didn't absorb the the impact of him hitting the shield. Well, he was already snuck up. No. Okay. Nope. No. I don't buy it. I don't give a shit. If they want me to know that about the shield, then they need to show me... I don't know... Something other than him doing that. Because they'll, they'll show you how vibranium works later. Can I, do I care? No, it just looks ridiculous and they should stop it. So he slips onto the ship, sneak attacks uh, a bunch of dudes. Uh, he's eh, cue over the top fighting. Yeah. You know, humans don't actually spin like that no matter how hard you kick them. <laughs> I don't know, like, dudes watch too many kung fu movies in the 70s. That's not real. They they spin them like tops sideways in the air, and it drives me crazy. He gets himself in a little bit of a bind, and that's when the rest of the team drops in in parachutes. Yeah, but essentially he's done taking over that part of the ship before anybody even lands. Um, So they continue to raid the ship. We get to see Black Widow rack up some kill count. Yeah. This is really a generic opening fight scene. It really is. You know, I I am a war movie, uh, like, loved uh, in the 80s karate movies and, and like, Death Wish. And, and uh, Bruce Willis is one of my favorite uh, action stars. You know, badass dudes. But these fights are so over the top. They're boring. Okay. Because I like that kind of stuff, and yet I'm, like, drifting off. I don't know. It's just, it happens so fast you can't see what's going on, and then the damn screen is too dark. This wasn't as dark as some of the other ones, but still, eh. Yeah. I don't know. This is the stuff I don't like. Um, We get a a one-on-one between Batrock and Cap. Um. And uh, Batrock talks a little shit, and Cap puts his shield away. Uh, but still. But and again, we have a my penis is bigger than yours fight. Yeah. But why? And Cap what? Cap has the bigger penis. <sighs> That's debatable. He fucked that dude up. But not as easily as he should have been able to fuck up just a regular dude. Well, sure. A. Cap's just a, a, a yeah. You human. keep telling me, you keep telling me that. Except he he dropped so far out of an airplane. And B, Batrock is not just your run of the mill. Uh, well, according to the movie, he's just a run of the mill dude because we didn't get any backstory on him. I have no idea Fair who he enough. is. I don't know what his motivation is. Why he's pi- he's pirating. Anything I know nothing about him. He's just a apparently badass human dude. Yeah, they they brought him in for the name. But why bother? In fact, this reminds me of another Frenchman that got brought into a movie just so they could have the name. Who's that? Gambit. Oh, yeah, they they didn't do him right. They're really good at taking characters that have beautiful rich backstories 
and turning them into one-dimensional pieces of crap that die. Yeah. I don't understand why they do that. Because they're they're killing the ability to have future heroes. Um, I guess they figured they'd just do another fucking Spider-Man movie. Yeah. And then at the end of the fight, uh, Cap finds Widow backing up the hard drive. Uh, and he's he's upset about the, the split mission that was going on. Okay, but she wasn't, like, part of his team. She is an individual actor. Although, he doesn't seem to have a team. No. They, it was like a whole bunch of red shirts and a couple of people you've seen before. There's a team. There's the strike team. Yeah. And then Cap goes in uh, to assist... Widow goes in to handle Widow's shit. Yeah. Well, and not only that, but um, when they go in, it's not, they didn't say, okay, strike team, you land here and do the thing. And Cap, you, because Cap himself was all, <laughs> watch me, and comes down and then just does his own fucking thing like he's not part of a team. We need a plan of attack. But uh, if I were in charge, I'd be like, uh, Jay, you do this. Laurel, you do that. Rose, you do this. And then I'll do this. And then everybody does their thing when they're supposed to, and it runs smoothly. Now, if he's going to go off all rogue and, 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 and measure dicks, then she can do it, too. She'd win. Yes, she would. Her dick is bigger than everybody else's in the movie combined. <laughs> I love her. I love her, and I want... I want a whole movie, just her. I want to know everything about her. Okay, we, we'll get that. I'm sure we will. I think I've actually seen... Is she... No. Yes, you've seen Yes, it. she's the one that was in the prison. That's the one where it was one of three movies we watched in a row where they had a helicopter attack a big prison. Sure. That's the movie I'm, ta I'm thinking about? Let's say yes. Do you not remember? I remember a really cool falling from the sky fight scene. Oh, well, I'm remembering her being broken out of prison and the prison's like exploding and she's running towards the helicopter. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. But yeah, that's about all I remember. Anyhow, uh, when when catch ca ca when Captain America catches up to Fury, mm -hmm. he uh, yells at Fury about the uh, duality of the mission, and uh, yeah, he needs to get over himself. That's basically what Fury says. But Fury decides to bring Cap in onto the the secret project that's about to happen. Well, yeah, you know why? From Fury's perspective, Captain America. Based on the rest of the movie, Captain America is the only guy you know damn well isn't a part of the bad guys. Sure. He's too goody two-shoes to ever be yeah. one of the bad guys. And he's from that era where, like, shooting Nazis is, like, the thing you do. You don't join them, you shoot them. Yeah. Uh, on the way there, he tells, Fury tells Steve about his grandpa. Uh, and how his the story of his grandpa set Fury's understanding of how trust worked. Yeah, you don't trust anybody. You didn't really need that story. I mean, it was a good story. I enjoyed the story. It was humorous. But just don't trust anyone. If you trust people, you're a fool. 
Um, so the secret project is that they have some new helicarriers that are um, powered by arc reactors. Yeah, this is where I got a little confused because uh, we accidentally watched things out of order. Um, actually, I'm kind of glad that we watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. before we watched this movie. Because if we had watched this movie before we watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., then this movie wouldn't have been as good and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would not have been as spectacular as it would as it was. Fair enough. Since I didn't know it was coming, it was a holy fucking shit, I can't believe this. And this movie being the um this movie being the first one to drop that info would have been complete trash. It yeah. was I enjoyed the movie more than I thought I would, but but the way they did this was complete trash, and we'll talk about it when we get there. Now, ideally, we would have watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. up until sure. this movie, yeah. and then watch the last of the season and then do that. But I feel like I made it's a mistake. A po- it's a possibility that we might need to not have TV shows be their own episode. Possibly like if, if it's going to happen to us a bunch, I don't think it's going to happen to us a bunch. I made a mistake. We are, have learned from it. I am going to be more careful about where I put the seasons. The seasons yeah. will always come after the movies. Cause yeah. it's Marvel movie night, not Marvel TV night. <laughs> the only thing is that without agents of shield, there is not a single bit of give a fuck that this entire organization who is be, because of the way the organization works is a lot of the people who who are actually loyal to shields it's their family yeah yeah agents of shield made this personal yeah well exactly and that's the problem with these movies is that they're lacking that emotional depth yeah um these are just action movies for dudes who don't want to think about it too hard um, and the TV show, I feel like, was made for a broader audience. And and I, you know, I don't even really, I don't care about any of this story. I don't, I don't care about Marvel at all. I still would not call myself a Marvel fan, even though I've enjoyed a couple of the movies. But like, I got a little choked up watching Agents of Shield. Their their world was destroyed, and I I felt it. You know, you you have to watch people mourn a thing. And not only that, but the movie didn't even really talk about um, how how many S.H.I.E.L.D. agents and, and how many people in the organization were actually not loyal to S.H.I.E.L.D. The TV show gave us numbers. Yeah. And they showed, I, I mean, like, you've got a handful of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents out of thousands. Um, and the movie just didn't have that same impact at all. As a matter of fact, the only impact the movie had was borrowed from the TV show, which is ironic because the movie did that to the show and made the show better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then Cap goes to the <laughs> Smithsonian. Love you. Just zap right back into where we were. Then Cap goes to the Smithsonian to uh, arrogantly walk through his own exhibit. Well, it's not. That's not arrogance. I understood this. If there was a whole 
display about your life, wouldn't you want to know exactly what they were saying about you? Because if they're saying shit about you that is inaccurate or makes you look bad, you would want to tell them to fuck off. That's fair. So it's not arrogance. It's uh, it's just morbid curiosity. And then he goes to visit Peggy. Oh, okay. The only emotion in the whole movie. Yeah. He. This was absolutely heartbreaking. He obviously really cared about her. Yeah. And she has lived her entire life uh, with him dead. Yeah. Well, and the the funny thing is, he saved the life of the man that would later become her husband. Now, they didn't say exactly how long she mourned him before, um, before she got remarried. But it seemed like she... She paused her life for a decent amount of time. Yeah. Um, and based on, so it when when we come into the scene, they're already talking. Um, and she knows him, and then in the middle of the scene, we see that she has dementia, and it's like she's just seeing him today for the first time, and then you see the emotion of her realizing that he's not dead and he's back. Yeah. And that was just. Ugh. First of all, her not being whole is heartbreaking. But second of all, her genuine upsetness that he's he wasn't dead after all. I mean, she's a good actress. Yeah. Whoever that chick is. Um, she deserves her own TV show. <laughs> but see, and that's the problem. Now I wish I'd watched that TV show because now I know where she ends up. So there's not going to be any... There's not going to be any tension. If she dies in the show, I know she's coming back. It's fair. And it, and it fucks it up for me. Okay. Because I have a feeling that TV show is going to also be better than the movies. But this this one scene, they did really well. It was good. It was heartbreaking, and she her acting was superb. Um, If only they had a better Captain America who could show emotion on this face, this, this would have been... I mean, I would have been crying. Yeah, I... His face is just kind of Johnny Blaze just isn't doing it for me. (laughs) Johnny Storm, I'm sorry. Johnny Storm. Johnny Storm just isn't doing it for me. I was going to (laughs) say, Nicolas Cage is not the guy you want to talk about, about not having good facial (laughs) expressions. He's the king of facial expressions. You know, I feel like Nicolas Cage could tell you a story with just his face and make you cry. Uh, So we find, we go back to Fury, and he has locked himself out of some files. Yeah. I'm still not sure how this happened. This, I mean, like, my immediate thought was, this is some kind of weird Star Trek thing going on here. I'm like, Mystique! <laughs> or, yeah, I mean, that would be the... Except there are no X-Men in this universe, but... Gotcha, but, um... He locked himself out of... How did that happen? What's going on? Yeah. What's probably going on is somebody used his credentials to lock him out um, because but, Hydra is that but, deep. In but fact... the computer... If I tell the computer, lock everyone out of this or lock me out of this, and then I come back later and say, hey, computer, I've changed my mind. The computer doesn't have emotions. The computer just does what it's told. Yes, except the computer 
in question, we find out is a human being who has uploaded himself to the mainframe. Oh, 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 shit. Oh, wait. He's also in that computer, too? He's in all of S.H.I.E.L.D. He is. They did not. They did not show that. Well, that file got encrypted there. The uh, the file got encrypted in Jersey. Yes, where where that big room of 1960s computer was. Yes, not at the Shield. Yes, um, but that's where the file got encrypted. That's who encrypted the file. Okay, no, no, no. You don't understand what I'm not understanding. What I understood from watching the movie was that a uh, little Truman Capote guy is in the computer. Yeah. Which can't talk to the internet and isn't on an intranet. Um, so he can't be on the computer at Shield because he's in a 1960s computer that still uses punch cards. Those computers are Shield. That, that, those are Shield computers. Yes, but there's no way. How how is he? How is he in the mainframe at Shield? Uh, if he's in this, he's computer? not in the mainframe at Shield. Okay, okay, so so in Jersey, the 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 computer system in Jersey that has a human being in it, uh-huh. which has access to a lot of Shield information, uh-huh. access to enough Shield information that he is running the secret organization inside of Shield sure. there. Right, he also has access to Fury's access codes so he locks the information from fury using fury's own code yes and when he is on when fury is on the computer at shield and says let me in here here's my security code then that computer should be letting him in no because it's the file has been locked but he's the highest authority in shield and when the computer says you're the one that locked it out then the com- then you could be like computer. If I'm the one that locked it out, then I can unlock it. Apparently, Fury has the power to lock something so tight that even he can't unlock it. I don't like that. I don't like it at all. I mean, it was funny. Um. So basically, God can make a rock so large that he can't move it. If. Nick Fury is God, then yes. He's as close to God as there is one. Okay. So Fury goes to visit the secretary of something or another, played by Robert Redford. Yeah. Uh, he they wants... didn't really explain the, the secretary of... I don't know. I, if they did explain it, I didn't... I think they ended up calling him the undersecretary of defense. Well, see, when they said that, I wasn't sure if they were actually talking about him or someone else because they didn't spell it out. Yeah. Um, but he wants uh, Fury wants to delay Project Insight, which is the new helicarriers. Yeah. Uh, did you get the impression immediately that Robert Redford Robert Redford was not to be trusted? Because well, as soon as he popped up, I'm like, oh, he's he's evil. Okay, so. Uh, I'm super familiar, not super familiar, but I'm fairly familiar with this movie. Oh, so I've seen it four or five times. So I don't remember if the first time I saw it, I was. 
well, suspicious? And I don't know if I was suspicious because he he was giving vibes off, or if I was just suspicious because as an outside observer, anytime there's a big name and a part, they're gonna they're gonna be the big plot point. Yeah. So I don't know which it was, but I, I immediately knew he was gonna be the guy to watch. Or a guy to watch. Anyway, sorry. Um you. Uh, Captain America goes and checks in on, on Sam's PTSD group. Yeah, that felt a little like a violation to me. A little bit. like He walked in, left the door wide open while they're talking about personal private stuff. Yeah, either in, first off, in or out. Yeah. And second off, this isn't Fight Club. You're not here to to as a tourist. Yeah, maybe ask permission to observe. Yeah. I... But I'm also not the kind of person that would ever, in a gajillion years, no matter how much you paid me, do group therapy. Because my shit belongs to me, and it's not for everybody else. But uh, the point of this scene is that Captain America is thinking about hanging up his bars. Oh, no. What a tragedy. Because, you know, he's been a soldier for 25 years, and this is a big deal. Again... He spent more than five minutes in the war. Uh, well, I wouldn't know that. Okay. Because they didn't show me. They did show you when they showed all of the scenes at his uh, his exhibit in the Smithsonian. No. No, no, they didn't. Because they didn't. No, I di- completely disagree with you, sir. Um. So... Fury in his SUV. Uh, which I want, by the way. Uh, excuse me. Zombie apocalypse car, anybody? That is definitely a tactical vehicle. <sighs> that that car is practically fucking Tony Stark suit. Yeah. I want it. <laughs> uh, he calls Agent Hill and tells her to get in town. Uh, Black Ops, get here now. Also, Agent Hill is definitely the person I'm calling anytime there's any trouble. Shit, yeah. I fucking love her. Where's Where's the movie with um with just the girls? Because that would be the coolest fucking movie ever. Agent Hill and uh, Black Widow and the Scarlet Witch and and yeah, just all those chicks. Captain Marvel. Here's what Here's what we do, right? We have. All of the Marvel uh, ladies in the 616, or the whatever. The MCU. The MCU, I'm sorry. I know, I know, I know, I know. The MCU ladies. Um, And they're just going to have a, you know, women in power, like, girls' night thing. And then all hell breaks loose. And now, um, uh, without them, the dudes are useless, and they have to fucking save the world. Uh, I want that. The guys don't even know how to make their own coffee, so I want to. <laughs> I, I want to, uh, you know, see the, the see the chicks be all badass. I would watch that movie sixteen times oh, the, in the movie theater. The dude bros would lose their mind. And, and wouldn't that be the funnest month of arguing in your life? <laughs> Probably longer than a month because you've been arguing. You've been arguing about the Hulk for, like, how long now? Or She-Hulk, I'm sorry, She-Hulk. Since she debuted. Yeah. And Miss Marvel, too. People... God forbid, like, Bruce Banner was twerking or something, right? Because he's never done anything goofy before in a movie. (sighs) Okay. So, 
Um, Fury in his souped-up SUV, uh, he gets attacked. Uh, yeah, by cops? By people pretending to be cops. Okay, but did you notice, um, like, these are, um, these are like Hydra, um, vehicles, though. They're not, those are not DC cops. They were it, pretending to be. Now, yeah, it's just, it just says, uh, generically, it says police. Now, his, uh, his SUV tells him, uh, at one point that there are no police dispatched to this yeah. area. Well, what I'm, yeah, what I'm saying is that these, uh, these aren't even like cops off duty using their own cars. Yeah. This is like a whole fleet of people incognito. Um, um, because that cop car, you know, gives them authority. Yeah. So the cops start opening fire and blasting Fury's SUV. And then they pull out the scariest battering ram thing I've ever seen in my life. That was so cool. Okay, but that's like a real thing. It, I mean, surely. If it's I not, don't know, the only needs to invent it. The only battering rams I've ever seen are held by people. Yeah. That thing ruined the road, though. Did you see it? Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, it was weird because it was like planting itself in the ground, but it it ruined the it completely ruined the road. It's not um, it it doesn't seem like a thing that would be useful in if real you life need to breach somebody's home uh-huh. with a super reinforced door. Yeah, and you like that will. Your guys aren't tired by swinging a battering ram several times. Yeah, but if it, but it, you know, if they have a cement porch or a wooden porch or something, it's um. Who cares about their porch? No, I mean, it's it's not going to be able to plant itself uh, the same way. I guess. Well, because asphalt is, you know, squishable. <laughs> um. Fury barely gets gets away. Uh, we get a, a car chase, pretty solid car chase. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a, a better car chase than we've seen in a while. Um, where he's just like breakneck. I don't give a fuck what damage I cause. I just need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, I am, and in all superhero movies, if there's not billions of dollars in collateral damage then it's not a good movie yeah absolutely um and he only like they end up they end up rolling his car on him uh and he only ends up surviving this entire ordeal because he like melts a hole into the pavement and escapes the subway okay but the whole time he's talking to his computer like tony talks to uh jarvis jarvis yeah so um at one point um the car couldn't do something he wanted. And he's like, well, is there anything on here that this car uh, on this car that works? And the computer says the air conditioner is fully operational. <laughs> I love, I love, love, love a smart ass computer. I wish our computers were more smart ass series, <laughs> series, uh, a fair smart ass sometimes, but, but not quite like that. Uh, so then we go to, Cap's apartment building, um, and he is flirting with his neighbor. Uh, it was Emily Van Camp, so em you know we're going to see her again. Yes, Emily Van Camp, who turns out to be Agent 13. Agent 13? 
let's go back to the 616 and why this is... Oh, this is the chick you were... This is the person you were going to complain about? Partly, yeah. Let me guess. Agent 13 is some, like, some super agent secret... I don't know. She's been given a serum or or she's a super spy or some crazy shit like that. Agent 13 is one of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s best female agents. Mm-hmm. In a time where... We don't even hear her called Agent 13 for like six appearances. She doesn't have a name for six comic books? Yeah. That's not the first time they've done that. No. And then when she does get a name, she doesn't get a real name. She gets Agent Agent 13. 13. Captain America. That makes sense, though. You don't want her to be findable. Captain America falls in love with her. Of course he does. Eventually, we find out her real name is Sharon Carter. Oh, fuck. Are you kidding me? Not related to the Peggy Carter that wasn't part of the story. Oh, wait. So it's not his granddaughter? No. Okay. But because he was asleep for 60 years instead of 20, they've had to make some modifications. Okay. Uh, Well, I mean, yeah. But Agent 13... Uh, who perfectly fine uh, character. She just doesn't have a big part here. She's just, her origins in the 616 are a little painful. Well, I mean, but again, having a female agent is not such a strange thing these days, thank God. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be, she doesn't have to be that big of a deal. I mean, and she did, she was, um, she had a small part. She didn't have a whole lot of lines, but she was important Yeah. to the movie. Absolutely. Um, she tells um, Steve that his radio got left on, which immediately triggers warning flags for him. Yeah, for all of us, I think we all were, well, I was, like, uh-oh. Because that's not a thing he would do. Um, and he goes in ready to... To take on some enemies. Well, he did the Stacy thing, though. He did not walk through the front door and go, who the fuck's in my house? No. He went around to the fire escape and went through the window where nobody would be expecting him to come from. So that if they were waiting for him outside his door, he would then be getting the drop on them. Yeah. I love that. That shows that he's got a brain. And he knows how to use it. Yeah, he's, that's one tiny little inkling that he's got some sort of knowledge of strategy. He is a incredible tactician. Yeah, I know you keep telling me that, but I don't. I shouldn't have to rely on you Fair to know that. Um, but it's not a bad guy in his house. It's it's Fury. I mean, arguably, he's he's a pretty big bad guy. They. Uh, they have a little a little back and forth, and then Fury gets shot through the wall. Okay, but they're talking in code. Yeah. Um, while uh, Fury is saying the real words on his phone, which, thank God, they were nice enough to make the words big enough for us to actually read it. Yeah. We were watching something the other day where they were just like, hey, look at these texts. And they show it for three seconds and it's tiny little words. At least this time we could actually read it. But um, 
apparently his apartment has been bugged. Yeah. By who? We don't know. For what reason? We don't know. Um, but um, whoever is listening, Fury knows about it and knows that they can't be trusted. Yeah, and Fury Fury tells him to mold her up and trust no one. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he immediately turns around and doesn't fucking listen. Yeah, because as soon as Fury tells him trust no one and hands him the flash drive, in comes Agent 13. And he trusts her right off the bat. She's like, I was put here to keep an eye on you. And he's like, okay, great. Stay with the director who's been shot. I'm going to go after the shooter. Yeah. Can you tell me, like, when, when, when Nick Fury got shot, um... He didn't get shot with just a bullet, right? That whole wall moved. Yeah, it I, it was it seemed to me like a high caliber sniper. Well, I mean, I've never seen a single bullet make that kind of impact on a structure before. Like a a fifty cal sniper bullet would would shake the wall like that as it went through it. But it didn't just shake. It looked like it punched a fucking. Yeah, it put a big hole vent. in the wall. In fact, after going through the wall, the round would have splayed out so much that it would have taken a very large chunk out of Fury. Well, yeah, I'm just trying to remember if I've seen, like, I've shot a 50 cal, but it was, um, it was like a laser version of it. I'm trying to remember because the only other place I would have seen it would have been Mythbusters, and I'm trying to remember if if we've surely we've seen them shoot a 50 cal before. Yeah. That's one that's that's one my dad didn't have to the best of my knowledge. But it, it just for I was confused for a second about what the fuck happened. And then I realized whatever it was hit him. But it it was it was a little confusing the the way it happened. Like if he'd been in front of a window it would have been oh okay there was a sniper but he was in front of the wall and it was confusing. Yeah. Uh, so Cap chases the shooter. It becomes very evident very quickly that he's not just a regular dude. Uh, and he ends up getting away from Steve. Agent 13, whose name is Kate, by the way. Yeah. Um, so after um, after the shooter gets away, we cut to uh, the ladies uh, watching Fury die on the operating table. Uh, yeah. Agent Hill's there, and... Well, I guess not just the ladies, because Cap's there. Widow's there. After, um... I mean, but even if I hadn't seen Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., this would be iffy to me. Well, sure, because you know... Well, but after having watched Agent S.H.I.E.L.D., I'm like, uh, did he go to Tahiti? (laughs) It's a magical place. Um, because they're... I was watching him like a hawk. He's not breathing. Uh, like he's the best corpse ever. He <laughs> needs to teach training uh, or teach a, a, a corpse. He needs to teach corpse behavior to uh, law and order victims. Yeah. Uh, because he didn't flinch. We're busy. Um, I mean, obviously, I knew he was going to be back because of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <clears throat> even so. He's too big of a personality to just die like that yeah steve uh hides the flash drive in a uh a snack machine machine. which is i said at the time the dumbest 
plan anyone could ever have. Because if me, random person at the hospital sees a thumb drive in the snack machine, I'll be like, everybody, give me a dollar. Yeah. I need to know what's on this. And then he uh, tries very poorly to lie to Natasha. Yeah, why would he ever think that he would be able to lie to her? He's Clearly, he has no idea who she is. Um, he gets carted off to meet the secretary, uh, who lays out a lot of evidence that points uh, to Nick Fury being the bad guy of the piece. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's obviously... Uh, a blind. Obviously. Anytime anyone uh, is obviously the bad guy, then it's a fake out. Because there's no fucking way a real bad guy is actually going to leave a goddamn trail. Come on now. Especially Nick Fury. Like, yeah. Nick Fury is the... This and even if he wasn't, he has at his disposal... People whose job it is to be sneaky. Yeah. So, bullshit. But also, again, Fury said, don't trust anybody. And here's Captain talking to fucking everybody like a goddamn dumbass. Well, he got summoned there. He didn't really have a choice. Well, yeah, but <laughs> at the same time, he could be like, I'm so glad you called me up here. What's going on? Yeah. Tell me everything you know. What's going on? I don't understand. I'm so upset. Is Nick Fury really a bad guy? <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe I just... Like, I the problem with him is he's such a goody two-shoes, he can't fucking lie for shit. Yeah. It didn't even occur to him to have a, a narrative. He had all that time on the way over there to think of a thing. Uh, he didn't. He's, he's more of a soldier than a spy. Yeah, well, even a soldier knows how to lie. Surely. I mean... You get into a tough spot. Uh, no, Sergeant, I didn't do that. Integrity is important in a soldier. In which era? All of them. No, sir. No. Because in literally every single era of human existence, there is proof that that is not a thing. Well, but don't give me that attitude, soldier boy. So Steve gets in the elevator and it starts filling up with people. And he gets uh, he gets really suspicious really quickly. OK, I and, and again, I have to give him that he was paying attention to things that would put me on alert. That guy touched the butt of his gun, which is a thing that you do subconsciously if you're about to use it. Yeah, he's making sure it's still there. He's thinking about it because if you're not thinking about it, you're not going to touch it. It's just a, it's a part of your hip. You're not thinking about it. Yeah. So he, uh, he catches on pretty quick. This is not going to go well for anybody. Well, yeah, too late. He realizes that. Um, but he was, he was very polite because he offered them a way out. Yeah. Um, sorry. I, I I had forgotten where we were. We're in the elevator now. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and he, like I was saying, he was, one dude was sweating, the other guy touched the gun, so he clued in pretty quick, like, instantly. Shit's about to go down. Yeah. 
elevator was so stuffed, though, I feel like in real life, there's not enough elbow room for any of that. No. No, probably not. Uh, certainly not for the acrobatics that they performed. I'm pretty sure that when they started fighting, the elevator expanded to fit the fight. Did you notice? <laughs> yeah, it did get pretty big. I, and again, why couldn't they just be realistic? It didn't need to be that many guys. I I think this is a Ron White situation. I don't know how many guys it would have taken to kick Steve Rogers' ass, but I know how many they had. Sure. And um, in this case, it was not enough. Well, see, and here's the thing. They know better. They should know better. That they have to have, they have to be tricksy in order to grab him. They yeah. can't just fight it out with him. That was so dumb on their part. Yeah. Well, they thought they were being tricksy. Okay. <clears throat> they weren't tricksy no, enough. they snuck up on him to have a fist fight. The fist well, fight is not tricksy. They had those briefcase handles that were going to like magnetize him to the wall and immobilize him, and it was all going to be good. But he caught on too quickly because Steve Rogers is well, not just a, a physical guy. Yes. However, even then, they still those magnets still weren't strong enough. I mean, it did take him a second to yank it off the wall, but still, it didn't hinder him in any way. I mean, if they'd have done it right, it it would have. I don't think if it would. If they could have got both arms, he would have been he would have been done. I don't know. I don't think so. I think that um that with uh the adrenaline and oh shit kicking in, he would have been fine. Okay. And not only that, but only his arms are down. Are you telling me that you think that if they had magnetized my arms to the walls that my legs wouldn't be kicking their ass? Well, I mean Probably. My legs are the strongest part of my whole body. I'd fuck them up. Make them bite the ends of their own tongues off. <laughs> and I know Captain America is at least as strong as I am. But um bum <laughs> But I really do, like, he asked them before we get started, does anybody want to get off? Yeah. Uh, he, he got one good badass moment there. Yeah. I, I do love the snarkiness, which is out of character for him, though. I mean, he did it twice in the movie, but it's it doesn't really fit the rest of his his character. Yeah, this was his I accept your surrender moment. Yeah. So Cap ends up having to, like, bust out the, the window. And this is him diving five or ten stories onto his yeah. shield. Like all bullshit. Yeah. And then friggin' Sitwell... Calls in a damn airplane on him, which he takes down by himself. It's just, it got a little ridiculous, but he gets away. Yeah. Hmm. He, I mean, he didn't just take it down. He, that thing was trashed at the end of it. Yeah. I don't know. But now they've declared the captain a fugitive from S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. Out loud. On TV to everyone in the entire country. Yeah. So there's no stealth organization, period. No, S.H.I.E.L.D. is not stealth. Um, S.H.I.E.L.D. definitely isn't stealth after this turn. No, but my question is, were they ever? I don't think they ever were. Uh, they mm. weren't. They're not clandestine at all. Everybody knows about them. And I don't know if this is their best move, because if the populace of America, if if the general public, 
mm-hmm. has to choose between shield, a bunch of guys in suits, or Captain Motherfucking America, they might side with Captain America. Yep, based on his popularity level, I'm thinking. I mean, now me, um, if I see somebody running from the cops, uh, I'm probably going to stick my foot out and trip a cop. Just on principle, you know? Yeah. So so if Captain America knocks on my door and says, oh, my God, help me, I'm letting him in. Yeah. Fuck the police. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't have an exhibit at the Smithsonian. <laughs> it's not even that, though. Like... Captain America is Captain America. Yeah. Their propaganda has already told everybody in the country that he's the dude. Yep. He's the the shining beacon on the hill. Uh, and um, if he has told S.H.I.E.L.D. to go fuck themselves, then S.H.I.E.L.D. must be doing something bad. Yep. So I feel like it, w- it wouldn't even be a thought. Captain America pops up. You're like, yes, hop in my basement. Uh, so he goes back to the hospital to get the thumb drive out of the machine, but it's already gone. I mean, and was I shocked? No. <laughs> and he sees uh, Widow chewing some bubble gum in the in the reflection. <laughs> That's so funny. She must have seen that and just been like, God damn, he's an idiot. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they have some can I trust you, can't I trust you conversation and then uh, they decide to work together there needs to be some sort of they need to establish a safe word you know hydra's got hail hydra whispered quietly hiding like a bunch of fucking snakes but but like the good guys need to have like a special handshake little pinky waggle or wink wink something yeah they do sometimes in the comics have like passwords and shit they need to it's an essential part of being a spy yeah the crow flies at midnight and the beaver swims at dawn you know stuff like that sure you have to have a call and response yeah if nothing else then for the cool factor as a combo guy Mm -hmm. it was frequently my job to develop the challenge and passwords (laughs) The call and response said, excuse me, that's fucking cool as shit. I mean, they had to get approved by the bosses, but it was frequently. Come on, if you come out with something like that, though, who's going to say no? Yeah. It needs to be understandable over the radio. If the connection's not so good, you still need to understand that that's definitely what they said, not something else. But other than that, you're good, right? Yeah. Well, and usually it's it's a face-to-face thing, and it's done in conversation, like you include the word. Yeah. Oh, yes, I, I know how this works. Yeah. But I, it was really, because I, I do themes. Of course you did. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> of course you did. I mean, you wouldn't want to make it completely obscure. You want to have themes so people can guess what it is, you nerd. That's not secure. Well, I mean, it's also really cool. Uh, fun fact, a lot of Marvel superhero code names mm-hmm. make really good off-the-wall uh, challenges or passwords because code names like Storm and Bishop and Rogue can be fit into a conversation. That's fair. Yeah. 
and it's not at all weird that this is how my dad um, communicated with us sometimes. <laughs> Wait, secret passwords. I mean, like safety passwords. They're they're important. Like there was a, and we didn't just have a word. We had a whole past phrase yeah. that had to be said. So that you, there's no way you could possibly accidentally come upon the thing. So if someone says, I'm here to pick you up, something's happened to your parents. If they don't know the pass phrase, then you don't go with them. Yeah. And it doesn't matter, like, both my parents are in uh, unconscious in the hospital. Uh, I'll just walk home. Um, And then if my parents aren't home, I'll be like, okay, something did happen. And then I handle my business. But But we had a whole plan. Like like with our kids, if something went down, if there was a school shooting, I told them what they needed to do and where to meet us. Yeah. So if there was a school shooting where they were at, I didn't go to the school. I went to that place over here that we established already because they will have crawled out the windows, not hide under a desk. And yeah, I don't know why everybody doesn't do this, except that you'd have like a whole flood of students running down the road. <laughs> 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 and I don't know how secure that would be, but I'm like, I told Laurel once, like, if, if you're getting shot at, fuck the teacher. She's not in charge anymore. I am. Yeah. And you do what mama says. That was always, always the rule. Like, I don't care if you're at school, if mama's standing there, mama's now in charge, uh, transfer of power instantaneously. That worked out pretty well for me several times. Yeah. But anyway. Um. Yeah. So... Widow asks Natasha and Steve go to the mall and into a genius bar in order to plug in the thumb drive. Yeah, because I guess they don't have internet cafes anymore. Yeah, probably not. I mean, if they do, you've got to pay for them. In a genius bar, you can get on a computer without. But can you? Sure. I thought the genius bar was just where you. I mean, you can't, uh, like, if they've got computers on display for sale, you can't just walk up and get on the internet. Oh, yeah. Well, you, yeah. What are you talking about? And she she didn't necessarily need to get on the internet. She needed to get access to the drive. But well, still. Sure. But they're showing off the computers. They'll have internet access and stuff. I have never gone to look at a computer to buy and it had access to anything. Did you ever go into an Apple store? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Don't you remember? We, we tooled around after they told me my iPod was an antique. Fair enough. Or legacy. That's what they said. It was legacy or yep. whatever. Whatever means we don't service this anymore. Ha ha, you cheapskate. Anyway, as soon as she plugs the thumb drive in, there's going to have to be a homing beacon. So they've only got a couple of minutes. And the encryption's too good. She's not going to be able to figure out what's on the drive. She's only going to be able to figure out where it's from. And you know who she could talk to? To... uh to figure that out. Sky? That's not her name, is it? Fuck me. Yeah, that one chick that's in the sky. Yes, her name is Sky. What is she doing right now? She's actually, she's shot right now, isn't she? No, this is before. Yeah, hadn't she been shot by now? She got shot at the beginning of the oh shit, Hydra is taking over. No, she was shot before then. That's what I literally just said. Well before that. At the beginning of. Yeah. She got shot by the guy that was working for the psychic right before the Hydra stuff all started coming out. Yeah. So she's out of commission. So they wouldn't have been able to get a hold of Fair her. Fair anyway. enough. 
I mean, she recovered fairly quickly. Yeah, but they but, wouldn't let her leave the the bed for three or four episodes. Um, two or three. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it just would have been cool if the movie and the TV show had been friends with each other. Yeah, I I would like because a there would have been pollination. There would have been a a great opportunity for crossover there. Filtering stuff down is fine, but that puts the TV shows below the movies. Putting them on par with each other would be better. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I understand the 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 apparent rivalry. It makes sense. Yeah. I'd be annoyed too. But if they could come together, this it would be it would just enrich everything because the TV show can do things that they can't and have more time. Yeah. Um, and the TV show can enhance what they're doing in the movie theater. Um. So the drive was encrypted in New Jersey. They Which find that out. A weird place to be. It's where Captain got his training. Uh. Fort Dix? Le Hune or something? It's a shutdown. Lejeune. No, it was. Yes. Okay. That's the. I don't know if that's the one that you're talking about, but that's a base. Camp Lejeune is a Marine base. Okay. This is like Fort Lehigh or Lay. I don't think it's a real base, but it's one they used from the comics. Oh. Well, why would they make up one? I don't know. Sometimes they use real world stuff and sometimes they make up stuff. Well, that's annoying. It's, I don't know. Oh, it is Fort Dix in uh, Jersey. So my real world knowledge is spot on. Yes. I, that makes me feel better because I'm like, ah, I feel like that's Dix. Yeah, but that's not right. Because, because I've, I feel like I've made that New Jersey Dix joke before. Sure. Anyway. There's so, a MEP, that's a MEP station. In order to get out of the mall. Hold on, pause. Did you say Lakehurst? No. In order to get out of the mall, they they have to smooch. You're you're doing a bad job of this at this mall sequence was actually uh one of the better parts of the movie. Um because I you I don't know how how many spy movies you've ever seen, but this is like like the classic spy movie stuff. Like you've got like five minutes to get all this information and get the fuck out because they'll be here in seven minutes. And oh shit, here they come. Quick, kiss me. And, um, and she's even explaining, you know, like PDA makes people uncomfortable. So they look away and, and they did all the, you know, like bend your head and giggle and, 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 you know, people aren't going to notice us because, because they don't. It's human nature. You don't. You see two people cuddling up on each other, and you kind of, unless you're a freak, you move on. And it worked perfectly smoothly. But what drove me nuts is if the professional spy lady says, do this, why are you questioning her, <laughs> Mr. I'm more of a soldier than a spy? Do what you're told. Yeah. Follow orders. Kiss the bitch. Like, he's, she spent five minutes explaining to him why he should follow her orders. Yeah. What kind of team player is he anyway? Not a very good one. But it was it was perfectly smooth, and I loved it because it was, you know, like every spy movie I've ever seen. Like, James Bond doing the smooch in the dark alley, you know? And, uh, and as a matter of fact, they did it on uh, Mission Impossible, too. Smooch in the alley in France. 
people walk past you and don't pay attention. Yeah, good stuff. Um, so she wants to know how he learned to steal a car. What did he say? Nazi Germany. How was that an explanation? Yeah. And then she asked him if that was his first kiss since 1945. And I said that was his first kiss, period. <laughs> of course, I was forgetting about Agent Carter, but yeah. I assume that he was a perfect gentleman and didn't make out with her in the back of the car in 1946. You know, what the fuck kind of guy? Our grandparents were not sluts, dang it. <laughs> And this, I mean, for me, this is all the more funny because the whole movie, she's trying to set him up with somebody. Well, and, and this, um, this gets brought up somewhere else. Yeah. Where they were arguing about whether or not he was a virgin. In the She-Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I thought was hilarious. So I like that um, that was a callback to this situation. They get to where the file was made, and it's Camp Lehigh, the base that Steve Rogers did his basic, uh, which is a strange coincidence. Um, and Steve finds the S.H.I.E.L.D. bunker because he has memorized Army regulation, and he knows munitions can't be that close to barracks. Well, I think that's just logic. You would never put a whole bunch of guns and ammo and and bombs that close to a bunch of dumbass drunk soldiers. Yeah, but he specifically says regulations forbid it. Sure, but for all you know, he's saying that to look like he knows stuff to okay. the girl. I just assume, when a guy tells me something like that, I just assume he's full of shit. <laughs> um and. Best believe, depending on his attitude, I'm definitely looking that shit up later. You know what I mean? And then, while they're looking around the secret shield bunker, he finds a secret elevator inside of the secret bunker. Yeah, but, you know, he's like, oh, if you're in a secret uh, office, why would you have a secret door? Well, duh. Because secret secrets are even better than secrets. Yeah. Um, And so they go down the elevator... And they find uh, an old-ass computer bank with a USB port plugged into it. Okay. Uh, the computer is cool. I like the lights are going back, and you could see how big this computer is. Uh, I don't feel like that computer is big enough. Um, I, I don't think it's historically accurate. I think it, it should be bigger. But also... It is absolutely 100% bullshit, no motherfucking way, is that computer that uses punch cards uh, to to move around data and, and stuff has enough memory to fucking hold a human brain. Because uh. Uh, do you remember how much memory the first space shuttle had to go to the moon? Yeah, very little. It was the same as the first thumb drive I had. Yeah. Um, so I call giant motherfucking bullshit on this whole scenario, but, but let's get past that whole, uh, this is bullshit scenario. Cause you know, human brains can't be, uh, downloaded into a computer anyway. Um, but then, but then somehow somebody has figured out how to get a USB 
port to plug into this computer. I'm fine with that. If that's not the most annoying fucking thing. Yeah, well, I needed to see the janky uh, six or seven different levels of um, adapter all (laughs) plugged in in succession. Because how many generations of computer have happened since then? So many. And it's the only thing not covered in dust. Like even the table it's on is covered in dust. Oh yeah, and you can um you can very clearly see the last person that used the um the keyboard where they pre- placed their wrists and started typing. Uh, they did a decent job of that, but it's just you know damn well Jay, it'd be like um like getting an eight track player to be able to burn a CD on a computer. You'd have to have this cord connected to that cord, connected to that cord, connected to that cord. It's just not feasible. I don't even think Amazon sells that many different kinds of cords. But this is the this is the pinnacle of the this is the the apex of the movie right here. This is the turn. This one. Zola is inside of the computer, and he reveals that he has created Hydra. Inside of S.H.I.E.L.D. I love that they gave him his own accent instead of just letting him have a computer voice. Yeah. Because that's important. Um, But S.H.I.E.L.D. has been harboring Hydra since the 50s. Well, but they say it like S.H.I.E.L.D. is complicit. And that's not... The TV show said that better, too. That's not what's going on here. They didn't infiltrate... They were shield. Yeah, they. Uh, they had dual uses. Almost every single agent. They weren't an infiltration. They were an insurgency. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which isn't it's important because understanding the nature of what has happened. Yeah. Um informs everything that's going to come after they have to they've got like maybe eight shield agents left after all this oh yeah and nobody in charge agent uh dang it the dude colson agent colson is now the highest ranking besides nick fury but uh he's the highest ranking shield agent now they have to rebuild absolutely everything. Yeah. Not only that, but all of their secrets are fucking known by the enemy now. They're fucked. Yeah. Shield is is crumbled, and really, like the best way to describe it is that uh, Hydra built like a cancer inside of Shield. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and even if, even though they didn't get what they wanted, they still took down Shield. Yeah. The, there is no public trust for S.H.I.E.L.D. There is no... S.H.I.E.L.D. is dead, essentially. Yeah, the only thing is that this also means that um, HYDRA isn't secret either. No. Every single one of their members is known. Yeah. So they just go on the most wanted list and you pick them off one at a time. But you take off one head and... Yeah, but you don't. No, no, no. That see, that's not how I would approach them. Um, I just 
grab up all of their agents, anybody that was a, a she and well, that's what they do in the show. Yeah. Anybody that was a shield agent is now a suspect yep. until pro- proven otherwise. And that's why we've got all those guys uh, erasing their existence and hiding yeah. in a hotel. Because for some reason they don't trust. Somehow these guys don't trust anybody now. Zola says here that Hydra originally wanted to take away freedom to protect the people. And they realized that this was a mistake that they have to, people have to willingly give up their freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, uh, it's more subtle and yet completely accurate and is what has actually happened. Yeah. Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Jefferson warned us that if you were willing to give up freedom for your security, then you didn't deserve either. Yeah. Um, and that's what we have. I mean, and it's so, it's so perfect how they have taken what's happened in real life and made it look like somebody orchestrated it. Because if you look at it closely enough, it kind of does look like it was orchestrated because it's all culminated in this perfect storm of bullshit where, uh, Americans especially are perfectly willing to give up all kinds of freedoms just so that they can say they're safe. Yeah. And and most people don't even think about it. All of the, you know, all those, those kinds of people that are like, Oh, I don't follow politics. All of them are just like, sure. (laughs) I will get completely naked at the airport in front of thousands of people so that I can get in an airplane so that I can be sure nobody's going to try to sneak an airplane bomb in their underwear anymore it, it it was it's just um that worked out perfectly for them they, i really like how they did that they also showed in a, a very brief flash that hydra is the reason howard stark is dead yeah um and jfk jfk uh and then uh shield decides to bomb the bunker uh which hydra really decides to bomb the bunker. So they're going to give up Zola uh, in order to take out Cap. Fair trade. Um, Don't you think? Sure. Yeah, he's no longer needed, especially since he's just a computer bank. Um, An obsolete computer bank. And uh, Captain America barely saves himself and Widow by jumping into a hole and... Yeah, more bullshit. Magic shielding. More bullshit. Because, you know, that shield can hold up 16 tons of rock and then dig them out of it somehow. Whatever. <laughs> um, so the Winter Soldier is at the secretary's house, Secretary Pierce, uh, in the middle of the night. Well, not the middle of the night. The maid was just leaving. The maid was getting ready to leave. Um, and shock of all shocks, Secretary Pierce is Hydra. Yeah. And, you know, I wish I didn't, he, the dude that plays the Winter Soldier, they covered up half his face, so I didn't really, he kind of looked familiar, but, eh. but even when he took his mask off, for me, it wasn't the bum, bum, bum that it was for for some other people, because I wasn't fucking paying attention to Bucky Barnes in the other movie. I didn't give a shit about him. He wasn't important. 
So I didn't go, oh my god, that's Bucky Barnes. <laughs> I'm like waiting for it to be that uh that dude that was in girls or or <laughs> some other random asshole, but eh, whatever. It wasn't that exciting. Um it's kind of annoying because yeah, did that- they grab him up because he was dead and nobody was gonna look for him? You know how much work it took for them to go get him out of the fucking ravine in the snow and the side of a train track in the middle of no fucking where. And then keep him alive and brainwash him. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but that's a little bit later. And then Cap takes the widow, takes Black Widow to Sam's place because it's the only place that's safe. Like, it's the only safe house. Yes. Uh, because someone he's known for five minutes is completely trustworthy. Yeah. And couldn't possibly be a spy that's infiltrated his life. Whatever. Um, That's not where I would have gone. So they regroup there. We go to the senator that was uh, being an asshole to Tony Stark. Gary Shandling. Uh, coming out, uh, he whispers Hail Hydra into Sitwell's ear. Mm-hmm. This pisses me off because Sitwell in the comics is the epitome of a shield boy scout but, and he would never ever ever but isn't be that the point though he would never be hydra but isn't that the point never if if i knew who the fuck he was that would be a moment where i was like oh my god that's how much they've infiltrated yeah like even the guy that we've been following who we thought was like the essence of a shield agent isn't a shield agent it's not it's not supposed to be like oh that's bullshit they did that wrong it's supposed to be holy shit that's how that's how in they are yeah, I don't like except it. the movie didn't do it well no not like the tv show where uh we're going along and all of a sudden uh we think this person is a spy and it's not it's this other guy who you never in a million years thought was actually going to be yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like that they turned. Still well, long, if they had done it better, long. it would have been a holy shit moment, and not a what the fuck moment. Um, but Steve and and uh, Natasha and Sam capture Sitwell, uh, and after a little bit of uh, tossing him off a roof, uh, they find out that Insight Project Insight has the ability to. Uh, scan everybody's social media presence and predict threats to Hydra. So what I learned from this is I'm fucked. <laughs> oh yeah. Skynet is coming for you. They, uh, they, I'm on the top of the list. <laughs> um, oh yeah. I, I'm one of the first people they take out. Even though you're not an international spot. I'm not. I promise. <laughs> but if I was, I wouldn't tell you. So they develop a plan to use Sitwell to get into Project Insight to shut it down. And they're driving across the bridge when the Winter Soldier reaches into the car and yanks Sitwell out and tosses him. Uh, that was pretty badass. Into traffic. Now, we see him a couple episodes later on 
shield and he's still alive so oh we do yeah we yeah he was still he showed up on shield oh damn i didn't recognize him um so i'm not exactly sure how he survived that but was it a big part no he was but i mean it was big enough that i saw him well but you've seen this movie a bunch of times yeah. so you would recognize him but i didn't so i was just wondering but now what drives me nuts is this is where um, Cap yanks his mask off and he sees that it's his best friend. Yeah. So instead big of fight scene, but yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Nobody cares about the fight scene. Blah blah blah. Boom boom boom. Crash bang. Spinning in the air. Widow gets in some good shots. Okay. Yeah. So instead of having actually built the emotional connection between the two of them. What we get is a flash of uh, Bucky being there for him after somebody's died. His mom. I don't fucking know who. They didn't say who. They just say she mysteriously, like I'm supposed to fucking remember his life story. Well, yeah. From the first movie, we remember that both of his parents died in service of the war. No, we don't Bucky remember that. Bucky was his best friend. We don't remember that because it wasn't important. Okay. At all. They didn't focus on it. See, that's the thing. They didn't focus on it. So I threw it away. It wasn't important information. So they show us this quick clip so that we can allegedly feel some emotions about him seeing his best friend all of a sudden. Except they've done it so poorly that I don't fucking give a shit. Okay. If that's all I have to go on, I say shoot him in the fucking head. Who cares? He's a bad guy. Pop him. But like, uh, like Chucky, he's his friend to the end. <laughs> Except this is how Captain America dies. This is not how Stacy dies. Stacy be like, "Oh, you used to be my best friend, but now you've hit me." Boom. Like, think of all the things that Captain America knows that the Winter Soldier has done. Yeah, he's, he knows all it. So over the past. <sighs> 80 years, allegedly, this guy has done everything. Well, and Black Widow told To include them. killing JFK. Yeah. And 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 Cap's dumbass, instead of taking him out, goes, I can love him into being a better man. <laughs> because, because... Because somehow you can un-erase someone's memory. Yeah. Bullshit. Um, yeah, so the fight comes to a halt when Cap realizes it's Bucky. Yeah. Mm. And uh, the good guys end up getting arrested. And we completely skip all the emotion. Can you imagine how many guys would come watch this movie and pay good money to watch it a second time if the movie actually made them feel something? Yeah. Like if they had built that relationship better and taken their time. Sure. And like every dude in the theater is bawling because he, now he's got to kill his best friend. So they're in the back of the paddy wagon getting driven to who knows where. The paddy wagon. Yeah, that's where you put um Don't you dare tell me what a paddy wagon is. Um, And it turns out that one of the agents that arrested them was Agent Hill. Yay! <laughs> and she helps them escape. 
and Fury's not dead. Yay! I'm shooketh. He just had to fake his death so that the bad guys would think he was dead so that he could go about being awesome. Well, because they're not going to keep trying to kill someone they think they've already killed. Exactly. And then we get our flashback to how Bucky became the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And again, we didn't even need to see this. Yeah. You could guess. Um, he's having trouble reconciling his conditioning with his past. He re- he must have really loved Steve Rogers because seeing him is bringing up all kinds okay, of... Okay, but if you erase someone's memory, it's erased. Yeah. Maybe they you don't... don't- Maybe the technology is not perfect. Really? Because um, it worked for Agent Coulson pretty damn well. Yeah. So uh, the secretary punches him in the face and tells them to wipe his memory and start over. I Yeah. Mm-hmm. The secretary dude was awfully bold. He had some giant... He right. had some giant titanium testicles. Yeah, so... Uh, surprise, surprise. Uh, Nick Fury has a way to stop the ships. We just have to put these cards into the targeting systems on each of the three ships. Yeah, they're like the isolinear chips on the Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, Enterprise. So, the idea here is they're all gonna link up and, what, shoot each other? Yeah. Huh? That's what happened. Yeah, no, but the the three ships with the satellites triangulate and then are able to target anybody who is a threat to Hydra. Mm -hmm. The idea is to put these cards in and mess up their targeting systems so that they target each other, yes. I like how you completely restated what I said. My biggest problem with this whole situation is they had like 700,000 people they were going to target all at the same time. I had 200,000, but yeah. I swear it said seven. Okay. Say it was 200,000. Yes. Uh, They've just got 200,000 bullets? Sure, why not? Because that's bullshit. Okay. Energy weapons then. Well, we don't actually know. Like... Were they energy weapons or were they bullets? I don't care. That's not really like... It is because it's over the top ridiculous if it's supposed to be bullets. It's not even remotely plausible. Not even remotely plausible. Because they're trying to target individual people, not like whole towns. So it's just dumb. It's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. So for some reason... Uh, Cap decides that he has to have a uniform to go to war. And the only uniform he can possibly put on is his World War II uniform that's in the Smithsonian. So he breaks into the Smithsonian and steals his uniform. Which is dumb as fuck because it's not like that uniform is super in any way. No. He's an idiot. He's he, wasting time. We don't have time for this bullshit. And he could probably get a Captain America costume at any Halloween store. Or he could go in in blue jeans and a fucking t-shirt and stop yeah. being a whiny little bitch. And not get Stan the Man fired. It was. It's just stupid. I hate it when movies do that. They're like... This is going to explode any second. Well, pause. I need to go to the gift shop real quick. Yeah. 
Um, so then Cap gets into the, the launch building and gets on the microphone and tells everybody in the building that Hydra is uh, taken over and that if you are an American, you will resist Hydra. But they're all Americans. They're just American Hydra. Because he's an idiot. <laughs> Did he think that they were all Germans Well, coming no. to America okay. to infiltrate? He's immoral. I, he didn't use the word American. That was me. So let's rewind. Sure. Okay. He gets on the speaker and he tells everybody that Hydra is, has infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. and that all of the good people who join S.H.I.E.L.D. to protect and defend freedom which need to rise up with him and take out Hydra. So three people stand up. <laughs> Reluctantly. <laughs> Sam's like, that was good. Did you rehearse that or was that off the cuff? Yeah. Well, no, he, that guy's always got some stupid patriotic speech right up his ass. Yeah. He's pull out at any moment. No, I'm sure somebody fucking wrote it for him in the 40s, and that was one of the, his USO routines. <laughs> he did knock out Hitler over 42 times. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, so then we go to the control booth, uh, and the asshole in charge of strike comes in. He's like, launch those ships now. Um, and the nerds stand up. Yeah, that that one nerd... Just oh, and he was sweating bullets too. That poor guy. Yeah. Like uh, you could, you could. His fear was palpable. But I, but I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of him. He's a good boy. Yeah. Agent thirteen. Uh, she pulls her gun and she's like, "Caps orders." And everybody's all pointing guns at each other and you don't know who's who's on the good side and who's on the bad side but she she pulls some good moves saves the nerd yeah she kicked his chair out from under him um they were shooting at him and he kicked she kicked his chair out from under him so that he would hit the ground faster and then he crawls safely under a desk i don't think he got hit but we also don't see him again so yeah. i'm assuming he was fine now, the bad guy ends up launching the ships, and... Uh, yeah, because uh, cause that guy, that meathead, knows how to launch ships. Yeah, he knew all the codes. But oh. also, aren't the I mean, aren't there just pilots on those ships where you just say, hey, guys, go? I think they were unmanned. Why would they be unmanned? They're not unmanned on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, I don't know. It's I mean, like, I guess somebody's got to, like maintain the the weaponry i don't know yeah they're not flying guns they're ships with crews well but also like the space shuttle gets launched even though there are people on it yeah no, no no okay yeah the rocket that takes it into space is controlled from earth but the people on the ship control the shuttle i don't know okay yes um <laughs> but um, that that meathead is not going to have the codes. Yeah. And they're not written down on a little piece of paper next to the computer. So I call bullshit on that. 
if that's how they launched. But I don't think that's how they were launching. Um, turns out Black Widow was pretending to be one of the council. Uh, coolest Mission Impossible mask ever. Yeah, she, that was. I was genuinely confused for a minute. Yeah, because she, she was kicking ass. She was. She yeah. She started kicking ass, and I'm like, um, what the fuck is going on? And even when she pulled off the mask, it took me a second because it was. Like, I don't know. I was expecting, like, a Doctor Who alien or, or something under there because she pulled it off. And it, it I don't know how they did that, but that was cool as fuck looking. Uh, so then she goes and starts dump, dumping all of Hydra's secrets and S.H.I.E.L.D. secrets on the open market. Um, Just on the Internet. Yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. starts to launch some, some air support for Cap, but uh, Bucky... Kills them all and steals a plane. You know, I feel like in real life, if she had just dumped all that info on Reddit, nobody would believe her. Yeah. Um, so they got two out of three of the targets in and are going to the third one. They get to the third one and Bucky is there. He attacks them. Um, he well, tosses, of course, Captain America is the one that doesn't get his job done on time. The one who was bitching and whining about. Well, he did one already. See, they had three heroes. So they should have sent one to each plane. Right. Plus they had. Well, Hill. But didn't Cap go to the third one because he went to the first one and then went to the second one with Buck. They were going to team up to get the second one. I don't understand. Oh, the third one. I misunderstood what happened. Yeah. There. Falcon got one. Cap got one. And then they both went to the third one. Okay. Where Bucky was waiting for him. He throws Cap off the ship, rips off uh, Falcon's wings. Uh, fortunately, Cap saved himself and they fight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this fight scene was not the greatest. <sighs> um, Cap chose. No, but I did remember. I did remember seeing this scene. Because the first time I watched this, I remember yelling at him for being so stupid to let the guy who's trying to kill him out from under that uh, big piece of metal. Yeah. Because that's the dumbest fucking move ever. How about you, like, if you're going to try to talk him into remembering you, do it while you're standing on his chest <laughs> on top of the piece of metal. Um, he chokes him out, climbs up, and... As he's climbing up, Bucky wakes up, shoots him a couple of times, and at the last possible second, he puts the card in. Yeah, I just, I mean, speaking of stereotypes, this is the stereotypical last minute save. Yeah. Which is annoying. Can't so, they come up with something else by now? So the three ships start shooting at each other instead of the targets that they had been aimed at. Um. And then they start crashing. Slowly. Um, oh, my God. So slowly. We get a scene where Sam jumps into a helicopter that Fury uh, turns on its call side. Call bullshit on that. That's yeah, not that a thing. So bullshit. Uh, not like they have the floor numbers on the outside. Um, and then this is where we see Steve Rogers save Bucky who's pinned underneath a, a beam. Because he's an idiot. Um, they crash into the water. Bucky saves him. 
saves also Steve from bullshit. drowning. He's doubly raced at this point. And walks off. And then we start our wrap-up. Well, what about you, you, you skipped the part where Natasha shot herself? Oh, I did, yeah. Um... Yeah, so uh, at one point, uh, at one point, the secretary takes Natasha hostage uh, with explosives on her chest, and he's going to get away. And she uses her widow sting to electrocute herself and his device so that uh, Fury has a chance to shoot him. Pretty you, important part. Yeah. And she's like, oh, those things do sting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I made a joke about she shot the hostage. She shot the hostage. So uh, we start our wrap-up. Agent 13 joins the CIA. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, somehow she's not questioned in her... I'm sorry, she... She, I mean, yeah, go ahead. She's not questioned. Like, everybody else is hiding because they were S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, and she's just like, let me join the CIA now. So what the TV show showed us is that the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents got vetted, and if they were not HYDRA, they were allowed to incorporate into the civilian sector. But for some reason, uh, Agent Coulson's team don't trust that? No, they don't. Well, I mean, I don't know why not. They're going to go ahead and keep S.H.I.E.L.D. alive. Because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a good title for a TV show. And Agents of used to be S.H.I.E.L.D. and now are working in the civilian sector doesn't have a ring. Well, they could they could go ahead and be CIA and still be S.H.I.E.L.D. If yeah. HYDRA can do it, they can. Fair enough. Uh, so 13 goes to work for the CIA. Uh, Agent Hill goes to work for Stark. Uh, the fuckstick senator who was harassing Tony and turned out to be Hydra, he gets arrested. Although I feel like we see him again, so don't write him off. Okay. Um, the Black Widow gets called to Capitol Hill for an investigation. And she gets shitty with the the senators. Yeah, I, I'm surprised she even went. I wouldn't have gone. Yeah. Uh, Fury uh, goes dark. Turns over the directorship of, like, the five S.H.I.E.L.D. agents to Coulson. I like how all he has to do to blend into a crowd is put on a hoodie. <laughs> take off his eye patch. take off his eye patch. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then we wrap up the, the movie with Widow giving Cap Bucky's file and telling him he may not want to dig into that. I don't know. Why not? It's not that hard. They snatched his body out of the ravine and they wiped his brain and turned him into and he killed a whole bunch of people. This is something Cap already knows if he was paying attention. Probably gave him some of the same super soldier serum that... Uh, Cap got. In it, fact, it must he, have. he surmised that's the reason why Bucky survived the fall 
is the experimentation they were doing on him while he was a prisoner. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. whatever. It, it doesn't even matter. Like that file doesn't have anything on it. That's so terrible that cap wouldn't think he could love him back into normalcy. Yeah. It, whatever. Uh, so the first after credit scene, uh, we go to Baron Strucker's secret lab. He's got Loki scepter. And we meet the Maximoff twins. I Is that the same dude they had playing her brother in the show? Because it didn't look like it to me. We did In what show? WandaVision? Uh, in WandaVision? No. In WandaVision, they got the guy who played Pietro in the Days of Future Past movie. Isn't his name just Pedro? No. P-I-E-T-R-O. It's... Pietro? Pietro. Does not sound Russian. It's Eastern European, not necessarily Russian. Eastern European <clears throat> is not a country. I know. Um, but you you did recognize the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver there in the Obviously I okay. did. <laughs> did. Did you I? Oh my god. They they literally said their names, dude. Oh, fair enough. And you recognize Loki's scepter sitting on the Yes, Jay. Okay. Cause they they literally said what it was. It was right there. This is the thing that stabbed Agent Colson. Alright. Oi. Yep. And then the after after credit scene. Uh we go back to the Smithsonian, the Captain America exhibit. And this time it's Bucky learning about himself. Oh, yeah, that idealized bullshit version. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever. I don't, I I can't even begin to tell you how much I don't give a shit about Bucky Barnes. <laughs> I mean, honestly, who cares? I, they, they suck. Okay. And that's our uh, movie for the week. What's your What's your best part? The mall. Okay. Them Them running through the mall, hiding from the guys looking for them. That was the best part. It wasn't the greatest movie in the whole world. No. No, and probably the worst part for me. Part of what made it not so good. Um. I, I think it is the uh, the extent to which they don't understand what Captain America is. I would say if you took Captain America out of this movie, it'd be a good movie. Well, okay. But my point being that like they exaggerate his abilities mm-hmm. way too much in this movie. Yeah. Because uh-huh. he's just supposed to be human, only... Uh, because see, here's the thing. They took a weak little nothing dude, made him taller and more muscular. Yep. Now, and smarter. Yeah, sure. If they had taken a regular dude and given him the serum, he would have been an even better soldier instead of having to compensate for the weakness that he already had. Um, but he's still just supposed to be a human who has bigger muscles and a more strategic mind, uh, more endurance, I'm guessing. But that's it. That's still just Michael Phelps. Yeah. 
So all the extra stuff they're doing it ruins the whole thing, I, really. I challenge your assertion that if they'd taken another dude, somebody who with who was already physically fit, mm-hmm. because that's what they did with Blonsky, right? They gave him the super soldier serum, and he lost his damn mind. It was a different serum. No, I mean, it was basically the same serum. Yeah, you say that. Got you say that, Hulk's except... blood in him. Um, but it wasn't. It made him... Um, it made him extremely aggressive. Yeah. It it wasn't the same thing. Because he was an extremely aggressive person. That's mm-hmm. the thing is it this the the serum brings accentuate. Well, what I'm what I'm saying is that the serum had to overcome and and had to I mean his whole entire body had to change. Yeah. Everything about his body had to change. Um, because it had to make him taller. It had to uh, widen his rib cage and strengthen his bones and his muscles. And if they'd started in a better place, it wouldn't have had to have worked so hard. So maybe it would have been. Yeah. Either way, it doesn't make him. It just uh, makes him. It doesn't make him super anything. It yeah. just. Yeah. No, it's bullshit. Yeah. All right. So where do we put it on the list? Well, I don't know. Between Ghost Rider and Spider-Man 3. Oof, that low? Well, I'd rather watch Ghost Rider again than watch that again. Okay. Oh, no. It, they're get, it's getting harder. Because it's not... That was not better than Iron Man. No, it was not better than Iron Man. I, I do... Sir, I mean, better or worse than Captain America? I don't know. I don't think it was better than the first Captain America. Um, I mean, it might be better than the Punisher. I mean, like, production value-wise. I mean, rewatchability. I kind of want to put it between X2 and The Incredible Hulk. No. Winter Soldier or... Edward Norton's Hulk. I want to put it between Hulk and Thor. Well, yeah, it was definitely better than Thor. I don't know why Thor is that high up there. It was a good movie. We enjoyed it. I suppose. Okay. Between Hulk and Thor. Because I'd rather watch Norton's Hulk than this. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather watch this than the first Thor. That's fair. Uh, yeah, sure. That's fair. I still th- I think Thor should be below Ghost Rider because I'd watch Ghost Rider first, but whatever. All right. This Marvel list isn't anywhere near as important to me as it is to you. Because <laughs> I tell you right now, I'm probably not going to watch any of these again. So that puts it at 11 of 32. Okay. But you can look at the list yourself by going to our uh, WordPress page. And while you're there, drop us a line. Yeah, sure. Because we're so good at getting back to people. (laughs) (laughs) We kind of suck. We do. Okay, well, to be fair, we have been extremely busy every freaking weekend for like a month and a half. Yeah, we have. Um, Yeah. But we're still getting our, our movies in. Only because of you. <laughs> Only because you made me. We uh, 
we're watching movies on the fly sometimes. Yeah. Isn't it great that we can just get on Netflix or Disney Plus on our phones and, and lie in bed in the dark and watch <laughs> our little phone? Yeah. But, next week, you're going to want to watch on as big a screen as you can. Uh-huh. What are we watching next week, Jay? Amazing Spider-Man 2. It's just the one where they're, they go to on, on a field trip to the mall. No, that's the... That's, That's the, the last MCU guy. Spider-Man. Okay, hold on. Wait a minute. This is not MCU Spider-Man? No. Son of a bitch. Why, how dare they? This is the Spider-Man we like. But how is it not MCU? That makes no sense. Because Sony owns it. But, uh, okay. So this is this is Andrew Garfield? Yes. Which means I haven't seen it. Probably not. What, what's the basic... Who's the bad guy? Jamie Foxx is one of the main bad guys in this. That okay. Bad science experiments. He becomes electricity. Not oh no. The biggest point. Jamie Foxx, the guy that played Ray Charles. Yes. Blame it on the alcohol guy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he turns into electricity. Yeah. Wait, have we watched this recently? No, but he makes an appearance in the MCU in the last Spider-Man movie we watched for the MCU. Okay, so I have seen him. He got electrocuted. So he's coming yeah. back for this movie. This will be the first appearance of Electro in this universe. What are you talking about? You just said I've already seen him. Because we've watched movies that are in the future. Well, not I, said this, Daisy. Okay. Um, I, we, what movie did we see where we saw him get electrocuted and turn into... That was a flashback from a future movie. Okay. It's messing you up. I'm Jesus. sorry. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for help clearing up that confusion, crazy man. You're also going to get some Green Goblin action. No, not again. I know. Um, Paul Giamatti's in here, which is great. Is he going to be the Green Goblin? No. It's not going to be the right Green Goblin, though. No. Who's playing the Green Goblin? Uh, the Green Goblin will be played by Harry Osborn. Um, Who is that? Uh, Dean DeHaan. Nobody. No. No. Oh, him. That kid's creepy as fuck. Uh, uh, okay, I can see him playing that part. He's got that same kind of Jesus fucking Christ get away from me feeling as, as uh, the original dude. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this. It doesn't sound great, Jay. Electric Boy and the Green Goblin are the let me tell you that the emotion of this movie does not hinge on the villains. OK, sure. Now, keep in mind that when I think Spider-Man, I think of dead affect Tobey Maguire. Yes. And it's very hard for me to reconcile that it's the same. It's Spider-Man, but better. It's it's very difficult because I didn't see these and I don't particularly like the newer ones because they're children and I don't like children being superheroes. It's I'm not old enough for that yet. God damn it. It's weird and creepy. 
um, watching children have a, a love story just creeps yeah. me out. I, you know. We're getting more Gwen Stacy, and we're getting more emotional Spider-Man, and this is going to be a wonderful and heartbreaking movie. Oh, great. I love having my heart broken. Now, let's go watch Old Yeller and Schindler's List. <laughs> All right. Well, oof, we don't have anything going on next week. Are, what are we doing for uh, the Thanksgiving weekend? Are we going to run through like, because uh, we don't really know where we're going to be and what we're doing. Are we going to skip a week or? No. We're going to keep going. We're going to. Um, Actually, uh, it, by the time by the time this airs, Thanksgiving's already happened. Okay, you understand though that that doesn't matter because because next weekend still has to happen one way or the other, and we may or may not be somewhere where we don't have the ability to watch a movie. Is why I'm asking. We'll figure it out. Oh boy! If we have to watch it on we're a different watch, night, we're gonna watch Spider-Man on our phones in the in the car. Well, not this weekend. Uh, well, I don't want to ask you what we're watching okay. the weekend after that, so I'm just saying. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil what's coming next because I want to be disappointed in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, more fun that way. Watch Spider-Man two. Amazing Spider-Man 2. You won't be disappointed. And then join us next week. For Marvel Movie Night.